What's up, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack Manis. And today, we will be giving you our first NFL mock drafts for 2021 picks 1 through 10. I am excited. I am too. You didn't say the episode number. Oh, geez. I forgot. I think it's 121, 122. I'm yeah, t- that's ah, correct. Dropping the ball. I think it's yeah, 122. Yeah, you kind of are. Let me verify. Well, and, and I'll just continue here with this introduction. Today, we have Ryan Jeffrey on the show. What's going welcome, on? Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're always welcome. The last time Ryan was on was we did uh we did what we did we did some would you rathers right jack came mm-hmm. up oh yeah i forgot about that yeah uh this is 122 by the way so you are listening to episode 122 of the hogline podcast and as i just said earlier uh we'll be doing our, our nfl mock draft picks one through ten and next month we'll we're, we're planning on doing 11 through 21 and then we're going to do 22 through 32 as draft approaches. So we'll have a full mock draft out for everyone. And um, we'll, we'll go from there. So today, uh, we'll be alternating the picks. I'm going to be starting off, then Jack, then Ryan, all the way through pick 10. And then, um, what else are we going to say? Oh, so we're going to be acting as the GM of the team that we're drafting for. And that means we're going to be picking who we would pick if we were the GM, not who we think they're actually going to pick. So we wanted to make that distinction. Um, and I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, is there anything else we, we should say before we start, Jack? Uh, nothing I can think of. Carson Wentz no. got traded. <laughs> right. Thank you for If you haven't heard, Carson Wentz is a Colt. Yeah, yeah. sad Carson, day. Yeah, uh, Wentz got traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick that becomes a first if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps and they make the playoffs. So um, not quite the return that we projected for on our previous episode. We were throwing out first-round picks, and that didn't quite happen. Well, I think at the end of the day, it's it's probably – more likely than not going to end up a first round pick. All he has to do is stay healthy. I don't think they're going to bench him. I don't think he's going to play that bad that they would have to bench him, right. uh, especially when they're paying so much money for him now at this point. So I think in all likelihood, it will end up being a first. It's a year later than expected. That's fine. I, I'm happier with this trade, assuming that it ends up being a first rounder than I would be with uh, a 21 second and a 22 second. That's fair. Um, so we will, we, uh, Ryan has the Eagles. If you're, if you're counting the, uh, the teams correctly. So when we get to pick number six, Ryan will, I guess, go through his rationale. He may pick a quarterback. Maybe he won't, um, stay tuned for that. So maybe he'll, you'll be hearing more about Mr. Wentz's impact on the franchise. Um, all right. I guess that's it for the news and we can get into the mock draft. Pick number one is held by the Jacksonville Jaguars and I will be making the selection for them. And I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Do it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence will be the pick here. You know, even if, 
you have to pick Trevor Lawrence. Like, even if he's not like, even if he turns out not quite the projection of where people have him uh, to be, like, it's no one's going to fault the Jaguars for making this pick because it's the most obvious pick there ever probably right. was. So, um, yeah, we don't really have to spend too much time on Trevor Lawrence. Everyone has heard about him and we'll continue to hear about him as the over the next two months at nauseum probably. Um, only lost two games in college. Is that correct? Right? I believe that's correct. I think so. Yeah. Um, all fantastic all three years. And he's got the size, all the intangibles that you could ever think of. And to really impact and change the franchise that only won one game last year. Uh, and I don't know. What, what do you guys think the Jags will go next year? I've just right now as things stand with Trevor Lawrence, like how many games do you see them winning? Go ahead, Jack. Um, they won one last year. One in 15. I mean, if they don't do anything, five and 11. Yep. That's what I was going to say. I think when it's all said and done, they'll go five and 11. Um, obviously Trevor Lawrence is great. I mean, he's going to make up four wins for them from last season, but the team around them is still pretty bad. Don't they have a lot of money to spend, though? I'm looking that up. I'm sure they do, because I doubt they're paying anyone big money. Um, I really think they can win more than five games. Is that crazy? You don't think so? I think they, they can win more. Uh, if they get some big free agents, then yeah, possibly. But their defense is atrocious. And they're off. They don't really have offensive weapons aside from James Robinson and DJ Chark. And DJ Chark, I, I don't know if he's a true wide receiver one for an NFL team. Yeah, they, 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 I mean, I don't love Lavisca, but I feel like he can have a nice role, and I feel like Lawrence can elevate him. Yeah, sure, as like a gadget type guy, but they still, I, they just need, they need help at so many positions. It, they do. I don't know. A quarterback can't when you more than like six games on his own. But honestly, I was correct. They have the most money to spend mm. in the league. So draft Lawrence and just spend everything you have. Because while for the next four or five years, while Lawrence is not being paid a lot. Jags could be Super Bowl contenders in 2022. Oh, I, I wouldn't maybe. say that. I don't know. What if they? I don't know. They could spend on a lot of free agents. Things change really quickly when you have a yeah. generational yeah. franchise quarterback. I really like. I don't think that's a really like absurd thing to say. I know they obviously won one game last year, but um, I don't know. I um, maybe, maybe it's just because like the Jets felt so bad and like so like it was like so certain that like everyone thought they were going to get the first pick and the Jags were kind of just like not really thought of to get that. I don't, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's my love for James Robinson that just like blinds all of this. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like optimistic for them. I think that they can like turn things around. I know, you know, it'd be a little tough. Colts and Titans look to be pretty strong teams next year and probably the year after that. So um, I don't know. It could get a little tough competition, in the division, but I don't know. I think that I'm going to, I think they can win seven games, seven and nine. They get to play the Texans twice. 
That's good. I can see it. I'd say that's that's probably their ceiling is seven and nine, in my opinion. Floor, right. maybe four wins, realistic, five, maybe six. Yeah, when well, new coach Urban Meyer comes into town, we'll see how he assimilates into the NFL. Last thing on Trevor Lawrence, I keep – I'm sure you guys have seen this consistently, that Lawrence, he's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Do you think – what do you think in comparison to Andrew Luck? Do you think he could be better? Do you think he will be better? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say yes as well. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so that, that no surprises there, obviously. Um, this is where the draft gets a little bit interesting now. Uh, and we'll move on to Jack. Pick number two with the New York Jets. A lot of big, big, and they could really go a lot of different directions. Obviously, a team with a lot of holes, as I said earlier on. How everyone thought they were going to get the first pick in the draft. Um, so, what's what's going to happen, Jack? I don't know if this is going to happen, but if I were making making the calls, I will be selecting Penay Sewell for the Jets at two. Just for the record, that's that's what I would have done. Really? I'm kind of surprised by that. Do, do you guys still believe in Sam Darnold? Yes. Yeah. And even if you don't believe in him, um, I know Mitchell's against his draft strategy, and he always harps on just go best player available. But even if you don't believe in Sam Darnold, quarterback is the Jets' fourth or fifth need. Uh, Even if you don't like him. Well, but that's also the most imp- important position in football. Do you really think Darnold can lead you to a Super Bowl? Maybe. I don't like, we I, have, he hasn't gotten any shot. Mm, I don't know that that's totally fair to say. I mean, he's had opportunity. And he's had not – okay, last year, yeah, his team was really, really bad. He's had years before that where – the team is decent around him, at least half decent. And he really hasn't looked that good aside from a few games here and there. I'm just going to have to respectfully disagree. I just don't think the jets are any roster he's dealt. He's had is, isn't competent. And also the coach too. That's hey, what, huge. what offensive weapons are you saying that Dar- Sam Darnold has had? No, 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 no. I just mean offense in general, like his, his, his offensive line was, not great, but better. I think a lot of people are just looking at last year and the talent around him last year and saying he had no one. But in previous years, his O-line was better. His defense was better. Um, maybe the weapons around him weren't better. But I just and think they, the they were overall a better team in prior years, and he still hasn't looked great. I don't know. I think it, I really like Robert Sala a lot. I think he's a, a very good coach. I think he can like establish a good culture there way better than Gase. I know. I think we probably said it on. Yeah, we did. I think that, that was one of the last, would you rather questions we had last time you were on the show uh, was, would you rather pretty much play for Mitch, Trub- Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky, your quarterback and Adam or Adam Gase, your coach. Yeah. And we were <laughs> kind of like outlining all the things wrong with Adam Gase and how former players and maybe even current players were pretty much trashing him. Uh, 
So, you know, that, that he, I think it's fair to say he was probably the worst coach in the NFL last year. Uh, Definitely. So Salah brings a huge upgrade and the Jets also have a lot of money, right, Jack? Yep. Let me check that out. Spend. I think they're the second. Right. So, I mean, they've been linked to Juju. They've been linked to Will Fuller. Uh, that would definitely give them a nice boost in terms of weapons. Um, you know, th- I've also heard, obviously, they've been linked to Najee Harris as well, I think, and maybe, like, selecting another running back in the draft. And obviously, they, they'd be rolling with Frank Gore or LaMichael Pirine right now, so that's not very good. But um, I don't know. I think things are looking up, and I, I would go Penne Swell as well. I had nice. to look up how to pronounce his name about 10 minutes before the show started. I did I did the same exact thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, up until you announced it, I thought it was P-N-I-C-U-L. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, but it, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like he's like a pretty – he might be like the best offensive lineman out of that past like three or so years, right? Right. Um, I know – um, there are some polarizing opinions about PFF, but PFF had released an article, I believe, a few weeks ago saying that he may be the best offensive line prospect they ever graded. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I saw reports maybe a month or two back. Uh, this one scout said that there's two generational talents in this draft, and it's so well, I still don't even know how to pronounce his name. So well, and Trevor Lawrence. Right. So not a bad pick at number two overall. Yeah. The Jets offense line was not great. Um, I think it, PFF at their end of the year rankings had them in the bottom 10. Um, so it wasn't great, but I think they, Mackay Becton played pretty well. Um, so it, yeah, you add swell to the, to the ends and, you know, the other side of the tackle and, you know, I think you're really starting to turn it around. I think this could be an above average unit like next year and certainly in the next couple of years. And that that's great. And that's going to help Darnold or, you know, I know it's easier said than done. Like, you know, if people's jobs are on the line, like if you're like the GM of the jets or whatever, but if they're bad again next year, then they'll be right back in an op- another opportunity to select a quarterback. So you can always say that. Sure. And who would have thought like, Deshaun Watson would be available or even like Carson Wentz, like two years ago, who thought he'd be available. Like there's guys that are just becoming available now. Right. Like, I know the Seahawks aren't going to trade Russell Wilson, but like there's, you know, people were even like inquiring about Russell Wilson. Yeah, like that rumor came out of nowhere. People, people wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even like dare to even think about asking him now. Right. Like it was actually a conversation for like a little bit. So these quarterbacks are coming increasingly available as well. And if, if Donald doesn't work out after another year, you can, you can pivot and find somebody else. So, and, and at least your O-line will be solidified at that point. So I, I think that's a great thing. That's, that's probably what I would have done. Speaking of Russell Wilson, uh, are those like rumors dismissed? I thought that was still a thing. He could still possibly get traded. No. no the Seahawks have just been like very adamant that like, he's not going like, anywhere. They're not even going to entertain any offers. So gotcha. He, but did it come out on his end that he wanted to be traded? He had a comment. He didn't really even say that, like that he wanted to be traded. He just said he wasn't necessarily happy with the amount of times he's gotten hit. Hits. Yeah, it's like I think someone asked him something along the lines of, "Are you happy in Seattle?" And he said, "I'm not happy with the amount of times I'm getting knocked, like knocked down, or something like like that." Right. Okay. Um, 
we'll move on to the Miami Dolphins, who hold the third pick um, as a result of a trade with the Houston Texans. So this would be the Texans pick, but it belongs to Miami, who just <clears throat> missed out in the playoffs this year at 10 and 6. Ryan, but we, yeah. the, Texans, and... at least the Texans don't need this pick, right? Yeah, they, they don't need it. <laughs> well, as the Dolphins GM, I'm, I'm pretty pissed right now because I was expecting to lock up a generational offensive lineman talent um dolphins were 28th per pff in offensive line play so they could have really used that help i know there's another good uh offensive lineman in the draft that'll probably go top 10 top 15 but i think here you can't pass up on um zach wilson whoa and i know it's only been one year and tua could still end up being good but if you have listen When's the next time they're going to have a top 10, top five pick in the draft and have the ability to go and get a, a quarterback? Not anytime soon, aside from this year. So if you have the opportunity to get it and you're still unsure about your quarterback situation, trade to a draft Zach Wilson. Um, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about Zach Wilson. I haven't watched a ton of his games. Um, but when it comes to him versus Justin Fields, I am a little cooler on Justin Fields. I think part of that might be my Penn State bias towards Ohio or against Ohio State. But <clears throat> people really like hyped him up all season. And every time I watch, he gave me, and I know this is just same team, but Dwayne Haskins vibes where he would do a lot of check downs and it looked like his wide receivers were doing a lot of work. Um, he wasn't the, as accurate as people advertised him to be. I just, I, w I think he'll be good. I don't think he's uh, going to bust necessarily, but I just, I don't see him as being a, a, a top 10 quarterback in the league. And I think from what I've heard and read that Zach Wilson has that potential. Again, I, I also um, haven't watched too much of Zach Wilson. He looks like he's 11 years old. So I feel like that kind of, lessens my opinion of can he lead an NFL franchise um is, so we also forgot to mention this as well at the beginning of it but we're not like doing any mock trades so if, if we were allowing that would you consider trading this pick yep absolutely that's what I think they should do actually I think that's what they will do um I, I guess it depends who's on the board when their pick comes around but right. if I'm the Dolphins I'm probably trading down and uh, having someone like the Falcons or, or the Broncos, if they're ready to give up on Drew Locke, someone that, that needs a quarterback that's in that maybe like six, well, not the Eagles, seven to 15 range. Yeah, I, um, I don't think they'll go quarterback because I think their GM, ha I mean, at least he's been publicly stating that Tua's, they're going to stick with Tua. Um, but if they did, that's got to be the first time in a very long time that a team goes back-to-back -back years taking a quarterback within the top five. Uh, didn't the – oh, no, Rosen went, what, like top 15? Yeah, he was oh, the 10th overall pick. Yeah, tenth. the Cardinals did it. No, top yeah, five. Top Two five. top five. Oh, top five, yeah. Yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be something. Yeah, I feel like you almost can't do that out of, like, embarrassment. Right. 
Wow. Okay. Well, so yeah. So you're saying if the, if the, sorry, if you can hear my dog upstairs, he's quite loud. We couldn't, but thanks for telling us. Okay. I, he's very loud. Um, so if, if the scenario actually played out how it is like with Lawrence and then, and then, uh, swell, swool, um, Sewell. then I guess you could see them trading down. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, that'd be something, you know, might as well acquire even more assets, even though the, the dolphins were a team that was just right on the edge of, you know, making the playoffs. So, and they have another first round pick in this, which we will not get to in this episode, but. Um, they're certainly in a great position, you know, because they, they were looking like, yeah, that, you remember that's how I said about the, you know, I said the Jags could be Super Bowl contenders in 2022 and everyone like you guys kind of like were taken aback by it. But like, think about the, a year and a half ago, everyone thought the Dolphins were like by far the worst team in the NFL. Right. So yeah. uh, I still don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think they're playoff contenders. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, they also don't have Trevor Lawrence too. So that's fair. Like if the Dolphins had Deshaun Watson, you'd say that they're Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I would. Right. Okay. All right. So the Falcons are up next, and I'm making the selection. Uh so we have Trevor Lawrence to the Jags, uh Swell to the Jets, and Zach Wilson to the Dolphins. And you know, I I was thinking about a couple things here. The Falcons are a team that definitely needs help on the defensive side of the ball. Um, running back, but obviously that's not a selection you make here. They'll probably address that in free agency or selecting a guy here in the draft with Todd Gurley likely out, out of the door. Um, if uh, Penne was on the board here, I would definitely take him. Like, I, I was – when I was preparing for this selection, I was thinking that there's absolutely just no, like I knew like, cause I was going to take him at four. There was no way he's going to get past four. So that would have been my preferred probably selection here. Um, but I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Um, a very similar reason to why, what Ryan said, I think that the Falcons, if you look at um, their record each year, I had it up in front of me earlier today, but let me try to find it again. Um this has been their worst year in a while. Um, they were four and twelve in twenty twenty, but the previous, you know, I don't even know how far you want to go back. Probably five or six years I have in front of me now. Seven and nine, seven and nine, ten and six, eleven and five, eight and eight. So with Matt Ryan, they've been at least like competent in a way where they're like fighting for a playoff berth or just in the playoffs. And this was their worst year in in quite a while. So there really probably won't be another opportunity. I don't think that they'll be in the top five again for at least the next couple of years. Cause I think Matt Ryan is still good enough at this point in his career. I think he's 35, 36. He's 35 right now. I think he's still good enough and they have enough weapons to win like seven games. And I, I don't think that, um, I don't know. I, I don't see them having another opportunity to pick this high in the draft. And I, Justin Fields is still my number two quarterback. So I'm going to go with him. Showed a lot of toughness in the college football playoff this year. He's obviously a very mobile quarterback as well. And I think he has 15 rushing touchdowns in the past two seasons. That is correct. And he had another solid year. He was third in the Heisman Trophy this race this year. Or is that last year or in 2019? 2019, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He had another solid year in 2020. Um, in only eight games played, 
2,100 yards, 22 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, added a lot of touchdowns on the ground. Um, I don't know. I really like him. I think he can play play well and won't play for a year. Um, Matt Ryan, there's a potential out in his contract in at the end of the 2021 season, and they may move on from him. And then there were some rumors that he was potentially going to get traded this offseason, but I think think they've been saying that he's definitely going to be there this year their starting quarterback in 2021 uh fields can sit for a year which has proven to be good for some guys obviously most notably patrick mahomes and he'll have calvin ridley i guess when he plays and maybe the last year or two of julio so i think he's walking into a good situation he's uh from georgia so makes a lot of sense I'm more on Ryan's side. I'm not as high on Justin Fields. And part of the reason, you guys tell me who is the best Ohio State quarterback of all time. (laughs) I'm not sure that's a good way to judge it, though, just basing it off the, the jersey. But literally, there's no one is good. No one. Yeah, I I clicked on okay. I googled list of Ohio State quarterbacks of all time, and here's the list of the best Ohio State quarterbacks of all time. I mean, granted, this is just an article by I don't know whoever, but um, behind Justin Fields, guess who's guess who's there? Guess who it is? Is it Haskins? It's Troy Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. JT like, Barrett, Dwayne. JT Haskins. Barrett. Oh yeah, Barrett was there. It goes Justin Fields, Troy Smith, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, Dwayne Haskins. Terrell Pryor's up there. Not like, the most impressive list. I took yeah, Terrell Pryor I mean, in the fifth round of like the 2017 fantasy draft as a wide receiver. <laughs> but like time and time again, they just don't produce quarterbacks. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, I still, I'm not going to argue with him going at fourth overall. I mean, he could, he could possibly be, end up being the best quarterback in this draft class. I think that's very unlikely, but I I think he could do it. So I'm not going to fault Mitchell for taking them there. Um, my question to you, Mitchell is, do you think, okay, so if I'm the Falcons and I draft Justin Fields at fourth overall, he's gonna play at least one game for me in 2021 yeah do you do you see them possibly trading matt ryan halfway through the season to a team that that needs a quarterback to be able to to push and make the playoffs yeah definitely i, like- I mean you want to see what what you have in him and even if you don't i think it'd be like i don't think the falcons will make the playoffs next year so even if it's like week 17 and you're eliminated and you you just throw them out there. It's a meaningless game. And um, so I guess that that's kind of my point is this team is not competing. They're not going to be in the playoffs. So what's the point in having, keeping Matt Ryan around if you just drafted your future quarterback? Cause I, well, I find it very unlikely they trade. I can't think of the last time a quarterback's been traded midseason, a starting quarterback granted. Like that's just so hard to get the guy into a new system midseason and that's fair. Implement into an offense, have him learn the playbook and make a playoff push just because how important the quarterback position is. But um no, I think they'd keep him around just because they want to men- as a mentor role. 
I mean, that's part of the reason why Mahomes did so well because he had Alex Smith and Matt Ryan's a great mentor, former MVP. Yeah. He's had a lot of long career in his in the NFL. He's I looked it up. He's only missed like two games or something in his entire career. He's been playing for like twelve years, so very durable. And you know, I think he'd he'd probably be a great mentor. And I like you know, Falcons probably not going to make the playoffs, but. I don't know. It wouldn't entirely surprise me if they snuck in as like the six or seven seed or something like that. And definitely less surprising as like a lot of other teams. Like there's, I really don't see like the jets making the playoffs or obviously the Texans or there's a lot of teams where you don't see it. I don't think it's likely, but it wouldn't totally surprise me if they snuck in as a wild card team. So I don't know. I just, I just have a hard time believing that uh, Matt Ryan would lose a starting job on his own because he he's a like he's a starting NFL quarterback he's good enough to play for a few more years probably so I just have a hard time um believing that if he stays on the team that Justin Fields is gonna start over him yeah but yeah I mean like I said it would probably if he's gonna play be very late in the year if they're eliminated from the playoffs so Mm -hmm. we'll see all right, we will move on to the fifth pick in the draft, which is going to be made by Jack, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals. I was nervous you are going to make this pick or take this guy. Um, but I'm going with uh, Micah Parsons. Uh, Penn State Stay linebacker. stealing my picks. <laughs> uh, I really like Micah Parsons. Um we didn't see him this year. He opted out. Um, but sorry, from what sorry, I remember, sorry to interrupt you, but I was going to mention as well. There's a ton of guys pick, taken very high here that are like Penne didn't play, right? Um, Parsons didn't play, and you know, there's a lot of guys. Caleb Farley didn't play. Jamar Chase didn't Chase. play. Trey Lance didn't play. Right. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of guys. And it's just it's such a weird year. Yeah, and I think I could be wrong, but if you didn't play this whole season and you're still this highly touted, that I think that speaks volume, in my opinion. Because recency bias is not a factor for these guys. We haven't seen them in a year, and they're still rated in the top 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Micah Parsons a lot. And I think this is a huge need for the Bengals. Their defense has been pretty bad the past couple of years. And the middle linebacker position is undoubtedly in my, it shouldn't even be my pain. It's just the, it's the most important position on the defensive side of the ball. They're the play caller. And I mean, you can, we've seen examples the past couple of years, like, well, what comes to mind immediately is, I mean, Darius Leonard came into the Colts and he's transformed, I mean, along with other additions, but he's the centerpiece of that defense and that's a top defense now. Um, the Steelers, I, I'm sure I've, we talked about it. When Shazier went down, we were kind of a mess on defense. We let Leonard Fournette run 200 yards, three touchdowns on us. Um, but until we found his replacement in Devin Bush, the defense was vulnerable and then this year with the Steelers I'm going to go on a Steelers tangent here but when Bush went out and then his backup Rob Spillane played well but he went out we just had way too much turnover the middle linebacker position 
um that's why things kind of fell apart but anyway i digress from that um i think that he would just be a great fit here and i know they need a lot they need some o-line to protect burrow but um this would definitely help them going forward a lot i think yeah i mean i think it it makes sense it's a positional need and i think at this point he's also the most talented player left on the board yeah Um, he's i mean i love him he played for penn state i went to penn state um it's it's crazy how much he impacted our defense because when he opted out we were we went from being a probably top five top 10 defense to bottom of the barrel uh we we really struggled without him and he's just such an impact player i i I knew he was going to go top 10. And then when he opted out, I thought maybe he would drop out of the top 10, but he's still here. And I think as people watch more of his film, they, they know that this guy's really good. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised because I, I saw a lot of mock drafts that had the Bengals drafting a wide receiver or even like Kyle Pitts. And I don't really understand that at all. I don't all. quite get like, that either. Yeah. They, they need help on the defense. They need help in the O-line. They have T Higgins and, um, who who's the other give guy? Him, give, Tyler him Tyler Boyd. give him his respect. Yeah. Tyler Boyd. Jeez. And Joe Mixon. They have playmakers around right, him. Right. Right. Around Burrow. So yeah, I, I was very confused as to why I've been seeing so many mock drafts that have them taking wide receiver or tight end. But I think you got it right here. I think Mike is the right pick. Yeah. Of your first point, um, I mean, you watched him more closely. How he, his absence of impacted Penn State's defense. I mean, just look at their overall record. I mean. A very bad year for Penn State. <laughs> yeah. And obviously I, other factors. They're right. There were a bunch of other factors this year, but I guess some of that can be attributed to, you know, their their guy in defense. So so have you guys heard about the, the reports about Parsons? Is there character issues or something? What reports? You go. Not that I know of. Maybe I'm making stuff up. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm not. Okay. You, you're not wrong like that that's i'm still having a hard time finding it exactly but uh, there there's stuff out there apparently something's about, up something's fishy about him uh do you mean in terms of like him being a bad teammate or that i mean that but also i, I hear some like harassment and like just some like really weird stuff and again i don't i don't know if they're true i don't want to say that they are but apparently there's some stuff out there and i am you know i probably shouldn't have just said that and like left it at that because i don't have more information i'm trying to like <laughs> read some articles as we're talking about it but i don't know i think maybe that maybe it's just you know weird stuff is said about these prospects at this time of the year so it really could be absolutely nothing um but you know I don't know. Maybe it's something to monitor. I don't know if there if that results in a little bit of a slide down the draft board. I think I saw one that said the Dolphins like are thinking about removing him from their draft board or something like that. And I think it came out a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I, I a quick Google search will find you. I a quick Google search of Micah Parsons character issues. The top thing is, uh, it looks like a Penn State blog, LionsTalk.com, saying Micah Parsons character issues, his crime. According to this article, he responded less than favorably. 
quite mild-mannered, in my opinion, to a blatantly racist Instagram post from fellow classmates. I don't know. And then, yeah, next thing, I mean, next article is Mitchell said Dolphins could remove Parsons off their draft list. I don't know. Hmm. Again, very weird stuff. Darius Geis was asked if his mom was a prostitute, I think, during the pre-draft process. So a lot of... uh. A lot of wacky stuff. Was that Darius guys? I don't know. I, I think I thought they asked him if he was gay. I'm not sure, but there, again, the point <laughs> is a lot of wacky right. things come out from February to April about these draft prospects. So who knows? And um, I just wanted to mention it. Just I wouldn't. I wasn't sure if you guys are even aware of these reports. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything, but that's interesting. Let me know if you find more about that. Awesome. What do you think about Michael Parsons' wardrobe? Um, I'm sure he dresses pretty well, but I'm sure not there's a too way well. he, not too well because I'm sure there's a way he could <laughs> uh, dress even better. Um, how? Tell us how. Well, Jack, I'll tell you exactly how Micah Parsons could dress um, so much better, uh, and that is with Mr. T's tuxedos. Yes, you all heard that correctly. This episode of the Hogland Podcast is brought to you by Mr. T's Tuxedos. Tell us about Mr. T's. I'm just about to do that, Jack. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with any inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrTsTux.com, that's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com, and remember, you and Micah Parsons, only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's tuxedos. So there you go, Mr. Parsons. That's how you can look better in a Mr. Nice. T's tuxedo. You're welcome, Micah. All right. Um, who is next? Number six. Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Uh, yep, my Eagles are up. And I'm surprised this guy's still here. I love that we have the sixth pick because I think there is a teardrop after the sixth pick. Um, I'm going with Jamar Chase. I love everything that I've seen about Jamar Chase. This is one of the guys that I have watched a lot of film on so far. Um, obviously, he sat out this past year, but he, the dude, I mean, what more can you say? He, he outperformed Justin Jefferson at LSU when he was younger than Justin Jefferson, and now Justin Jefferson's killing it in the NFL like I think I think he's getting so much hype but I think it's completely warranted um I think he's a much better player much more complete prospect than Devonta Smith uh Devonta Smith just has you know a few size concerns he's obviously very slim um and I don't know if he screams you know uh wide like prototypical x wide receiver and I think that um Jamar Chase absolutely does I would, I think he's, we, we, that's, that's the problem is the Eagles don't really have a true X receiver right now. I guess you could say it's Alshon. I, I don't even know. 
it's not going to be Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, I don't think is built to be a wide receiver one or, you know, a 50, 50 guy. He's more of, um, you know, run those deep routes, uh, be in the slot for the quick pass. But yeah, we really need a guy that can go up 50, 50 balls. He's a great route runner. He can do the deep ball too. He, he's not super fast, but he'll probably run like in the four fives, I want to say, which is good enough. Um, just complete prospect to me. And I would love to see him and Hertz on the field together. Yeah, that I mean, Eagles have been lacking wide receiver talent for a couple of years now, at least. Um, maybe even longer, to be honest. And Chase solves that immediately. Uh, if Hertz is going to succeed, then you got to help him thrive in any way possible, whether that means, I mean, I don't, uh, Eagles don't have the best cap situation, correct? Right. So probably can't spend huge money on uh, Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin or Kenny Galladay or someone big name like that, or even probably Will Fuller or Juju or, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that seemingly are available in free agency, but Eagles probably can't afford to make a huge splash. So how do you solve that? You try to, you take the best, um, probably the best passing weapon, either him or probably Pitts are probably the best two um, yep. in this draft. So, yeah, I mean, where do you guys land? Do, do you think Chase is, uh, in terms of this year, last year, and the year before, last three years, is he the best prospects in, the, in those three years? I would have put him and Lamb up there at 1A and 1B. I would probably... I would probably take Lamb ahead of him only because Lamb had more years in college, like actually playing. Um, if Justin or if Jamar Chase played this past year and played just as well as he did the year before, then I would have him pretty clearly above Lamb. Yeah, I would. I, Lamb and immediately came to mind because um, I I love him too, but I still think Chase is a better prospect. And even to to hype him up more. Um, we just, or I just previously made the argument about the Ohio State quarterbacks. I mean, in recent years, LSU wide receivers, Odell, Jarvis, Justin Jefferson. Like, that's a, just another vote of confidence that you can put in that, in, in that selection. He's an LSU wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and I do, I do want to mention to your point about us not having much cap space. Uh, with that Wentz trade, we are going to eat, I think it's $33 million in dead cap for this season. So no shot really at going out and getting those big name wide receivers. But the good news about that is moving forward, we don't have to deal with Wentz's contract anymore. So after this season, then we can start, you know, we'll have some more room with the cap and we can, uh, we can go out and get some of those guys. There you go. Um, were, were you thinking Lance here, or a quarterback? Did that even cross your I, mind or no? It did. And I was going back and forth today with it. I originally thought I was going to be deciding between uh, Parsons and Lance. And part of the reason I wanted to go with Lance is like we have been mentioning pretty much all episode when we're talking about quarterbacks is when's the next time your team's going to be in this position, you know, top six pick. Um, and this is a really quarterback heavy class. And I, you know, I don't think next year is going to be that loaded. Obviously there's a whole season to play. So who knows, but 
Um, at the end of the day, I just feel like Lance is too much of a wild card. He's a pretty polarizing prospect. A lot of uh, some people have him pretty high, like above um, like those top three quarterbacks, not above all of them, just ab- above like one or two. And then some have him like going all the way down to, you know, 15 to 20 range. So at the end of the day, I would rather just try to work with Hertz and um, give him some some weapons and see what he can do. That's fair. I mean, I hope they stick with Hertz. I, he's, he's part of my dynasty team, so that would be nice to have another quarterback in the room. I have the two Oklahoma boys. So, All right, so I am on the clock as the, the Lions GM. They have pick number seven. And I'm going to go with Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau. A lot of um, a lot of names we don't really know how to pronounce here in this <laughs> these prospect list. Uh, he opted out of the 2020 season, so another opt out. And but you know his 2019 season, excuse me, was probably amongst the best of of the whole of college. He was a freshman that year. He was second team All American, first team All ACC, and the ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year. He had 15 and a half sacks um, out of Miami. I forgot to mention that he's uh, listed as an edge rusher, six foot seven, and he is an athletic freak. If you just look at pictures of him, you can tell. And um, Lions lacking a lot, definitely on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, and they're going to be lacking. I mean, outside of Swift and Hawkinson, like their receivers, obviously everyone knows that they're all going to be gone, Galladay and Jones. So they're looking at lack of offensive weapons and, and uh, a lot on the defensive side of the ball, difference makers. So, you know, it starts with an edge rusher. I feel like that's people, you know, it's pretty consensus agreed that edge rusher and tackle and quarterback are probably the most three most important positions in football. So, you know, I think he's probably the best one in this draft class. So you got to go with him. And um, yeah, Lions have a lot of draft capital over the next couple of years to, to work with. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Definitely not not a team that's going to be competitive for a, a few years, if ever, because they never really have been. Jack, you're muted. I don't know if you if you knew that. Sorry, I forgot to unmute. Uh, an ad popped up in my thing and I so I muted so you wouldn't hear it. But yeah, that's the solid pick. I don't have too much to add. Great analysis. <laughs> um, I don't have too much to add either. I'm a little surprised you didn't go with uh, Certain. Is that his name? Certain? Certan? Certan. Certan or uh, Farley because I think they need help in every position. I think they may be better at their position than I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name Ruseo is at his but yeah it's a fine pick I just think like I don't know I, I think I think Jack said it earlier but I I don't know the opt-out like I know we haven't seen the guys in a year but like the last time we saw them like they were he was so dominant and I think again I don't really quite remember because this is a while ago but I think the initial 2021 prospect rankings he was like considered a top five pick and now some mock drafts have them in the 10 to 15 range and I know I took him at seven which is a little bit higher than than the mocks have him going but I um I don't know 
he didn't do anything to hurt his stock other than not play. And last time he was playing, he was considered pretty much a top five pick. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think with all that combined and, you know, he looks like he's just, he's a freak of nature. He's six, seven. That's huge. And that is, <laughs> and he had 15 and a half sacks. So, and I think that, I don't think that quite read, led the league. I mean, sorry, led the conference ACC. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And Brian, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. That's it. I mean, just a a reason to maybe they wouldn't go with Sertan and Farley. Um, they did spend the third overall pick last year on a corner. And I mean, not to not to say they can't go corner again. That's just they probably just want to kind of spread out their prospects, you know, to That's just fair. focus their attention elsewhere. Yeah. And I was going to ask you guys, would you say that uh, cornerbacks tend to bust more than other defensive positions? I feel like they do. I don't have the data to back that up. I agree. I think it's harder to find a, a, a elite, like difference maker, difference making corner yeah. than other positions. I think quarterbacks bust like 50% of the time. What's I mean, we we have to get into what defines a bust. Right, I was gonna but, say, yeah, what is a what's a bust then? But yeah, no, I, I, I that, agree with that claim. Yeah, I guess that the cornerback position a bust would be, uh, like outside of a top two cornerback on your team, uh, assuming they go in the first round. Yeah, like a, a first round a bust for a first round cornerback is what is if they're the cornerback three or worse on their team. I would say. Yeah. If you're a first-round corner, you should be the best corner on your team. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, I think you could. Uh, I wouldn't call it a bust if you're the cornerback too. Like that's still decent. Um, probably a little disappointing, but I don't. I wouldn't consider that a bust. But on the flip side, like if you draft a wide receiver in the first round and that receiver becomes your wide receiver too, that's a bust, right? <laughs> I guess that's fair. So a lot know. of factors depend, but yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so just to recap so far through seven picks, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't write these down, but let's see if I can remember them correctly. Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Penne, our man Penne, goes to the New York Jets at number two. Number three um, for the Miami Dolphins goes Zach Wilson. Justin Fields at number four to the Atlanta Falcons. Um Michael Parsons at number five to the Cincinnati Bengals and Jamar Chase, number six to the Eagles and Gregory Rousseau to the Detroit Lions. That means Jack is on the clock for the Carolina Panthers at pick number eight. Uh, So with the Panthers here, I am selecting their next franchise quarterback. I'm going with Trey Lance. I debate between Trey Lance and Ian Book. (laughs) No, I thought I was potentially going to have to select either Trey Lance or Justin Fields, and I went went bold and taken Lance. Wow, I love um, Trey Lance. I do too. I didn't. Uh, I didn't say anything when Ryan was talking about him, but I really like him. But you can go ahead. I we another guy we didn't see this year, and on, he only had one year as a starter. Um, that year was good. Um. <laughs> I'm really going to harp on this argument. I mean, this isn't much of an argument. You can take it for what it's worth, but um, 
I'd say all time, North Dakota State has produced better NFL quarterbacks than Ohio State. (laughs) (laughs) That one being Carson Wentz versus the field. (laughs) Um, Yeah, situationally, I mean, I think we all know, Carolina included, Teddy's not their future. He's only under contract for this year and next, I believe. I believe he's on a three-year. Um, and yeah, he's just a kind of tra- transitional quarterback. I think that's what he was when they signed him. Um, just to kind of bridge the gap as they're finding their next guy, guy for the years to come. And I think if the, te- if the, sorry, if the, the Panthers draft him Lance, then I think he starts very soon. I, I was going to say starts week one, but I don't know. I feel like with the, the trend of how we've seen that the past couple years, um, he's not going to start week one, but week five. Very soon, I think he'll start. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is a great, great, like mentor role quarterback. Um, you know, going, he was a good quarterback and then he obviously got injured. And then, I don't know, his journey coming back, it's um, just fits. I just feel like it's a perfect mentor role. So. I don't want to go off on a Teddy tangent, but go, go. I don't think he was ever been that good before his injury. He was okay. He had potential, but he, he wasn't, he, he still needed to take that next step. And then he got hurt two years later, comes back, plays pretty much the same as he did play before the injury. I think right. people just hyped him up because he was out for a year. He was still young and he was performing somewhat. So people were hopeful and they started to say he's underrated because he's been out so long. But right. I feel like it's same same old Teddy. I don't think he was ever much better than this. Correct. And I just think that's impressive in its own right because he had – people were probably saying he was never going to be play again. His leg injury was pretty bad up there with maybe not quite Alex Smith level. That probably was probably the worst one we've seen in recent memory. But I think people really didn't think he was even going to play or even start again. So this is the fact that he's even playing and – playing decently is, is very impressive in its own right, but you have to consider what, what he is. And um, he's not going to give you that push to like in a system in new Orleans in two years ago where he was there. And he, he, he did exactly what he was probably intended to do was Drew Brees was Drew Brees, excuse me, was out for whatever it was, five, six weeks. Yeah. He, he won, I think, probably the majority of those games, and he kept the ship afloat for New Orleans, and he didn't mess things up, and their season didn't go awry. So he did exactly what he needed right. to do and didn't turn the ball over, and he's probably a great. He's probably going to be a great mentor, and I think it's a good situation because maybe – I don't know. He, they probably won't be the worst team in the league with, with Bridgewater, and I think they could be a nice transition, and I think it could work out pretty well with whoever they bring in because – they should definitely be targeting uh quarterback here. Yeah. Maybe even move up if they need to. Agreed. If, who All would right. They need, would they need to sorry, would they need to move up? Who like what teams are in the market for quarterback? The Jags, I guess the Jets if they took one. In my opinion, do you agree there's a, just kind of a drop off after the top 4? Quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I guess there could be potentially four quarterbacks taken before them. Who is five? Mac Jones? I don't yeah, like Mac Jones, lot, but I think he is five. A lot of mock drafts even 
CBS's latest mock draft has Mac Jones going to the Saints. Hmm. I've seen somewhere he goes early second. I mean, I, I think he'll end up going in the first just because he's a quarterback. But yeah, I don't know. I don't love him. I want to talk, <laughs> want to talk about some, some bad quarterback schools. Yeah, Bama. Alabama. Yeah. Nah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Well, he went. Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma. Are you selling all your Tua stock? You were so high on him this time last year. Not selling all of it. I'm selling some of it. Some of it. Okay. I think Tua still has potential, but I think the game needs to slow down for him. Hopefully that happens in year two. I just don't think he's used to his wide receivers not being soup like wide open. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he's more hesitant to throw the ball to them if they only have, you know, half step of separation instead of one and a half step separation. And in wide receivers, and I know he had, I guess Saki's a good a target, but wasn't Devonta Parker hurt? Like, I don't know. He, his wide, the wide receivers um, just weren't fantastic for him this yep. year. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I, I, I briefly thought about Jamar Chase at three, but I, I can't justify a wide receiver being taken third overall when you have Zach Wilson and Justin Fields still on the board. I saw some mock drafts have like Chase or Smith going second overall to the Jets. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. I would be very surprised and also not agree with it if they did that. Yeah, yeah. I don't agree with that. They should just. You could definitely find, like, the Jets have a lot of money, as we said. They can spend right, money yeah. in free agency. Or you can just draft the guy in the second round. There's like there's going to be good receivers in the second round still. Yeah. And there's not like the, I don't know. It just wouldn't make any sense in my opinion. Um, and also I think Ryan just wanted Chase to make it down to the Eagles. Um, that's probably <laughs> why he didn't take him. Uh, but yeah, number uh, are you done, Jack, with Trey Lancers? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Number nine, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Ryan's pick. Yeah, so Jack's taken uh, the player that I wanted every single turn so far. Every time. Uh, I was hoping Trey Lance would fall to the Broncos because Drew Locke is clearly not the answer. Um, But I think there's still a lot of talent on the board, and I'm going to go with Patrick Sertan um, out of Alabama. And I don't have – uh, a ton to say about this other than the fact that I just think he's the best player remaining on the board. Um, the Broncos need quarterback or uh, cornerback help. Clearly they just lost. Who did they just lose? AJ Boye. Yep. AJ Boye. So um, that's definitely a huge hole that opens up that I think Sertan can fill. And yeah. Um, I mean, he's a solid prospect. I don't I have a, a ton else to say. I agree. He um, was he was the unanimous. He was a unanimous All American and SEC uh, Defensive Player of the Year this year. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I saw him here and there watching Bama throughout the season, but I mean, what particularly stood out um, after watching the Notre Dame Bama's College Football semifinal playoff semifinal, um, the two players that stuck out most to me. Um, neither of them were Devonta Smith, but it was Najee Harris and Sertan. Sertan just—he's such—he was just—I don't know—he's a monster. He was so shut down. I really like—he's a very good player. 
and I agree with the pick. He's definitely the best talent, in my opinion, that's left on the board right now. Yeah, decent size. He's 6'2", um, and he's got that alpha shutdown mentality. So um, good pick there. And I guess I can round things out here. Number 10, and I I have a tough uh, decision here. I'm not entirely sure what to do. I'm debating between two guys. Whose pick is this? Oh, sorry, I didn't say. Um, pick number 10, the last pick of the show here today, uh, Dallas Cowboys. So, I don't know. I'm really debating between two guys. I'm going to go with... Um, Wide receiver. <laughs> Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman from Northwestern. Um, I was debating between him and Caleb Farley, but I went with Slater. The Dallas Cowboys... You know, of the past five, six years, they've been known for having a formidable offensive line. Um, it's They still have a terrible unit. I think it's good, but I feel like, you know, they, they should just reinforce that strength. I think they're at best when they have a good offensive line. Zeke thrives. Dak is well-protected. And I don't know. I, and I just think Tyron Smith is old. He's like 30, going to be 31. So... I just think that they should just continue to reinvest in it. And I think that's a very smart decision. Zeke yeah. didn't have, he probably had his worst year of his career, looked a little, you know, lost back there, didn't have the explosiveness. And I think that could really help him out. Obviously you don't want Dak to, I know his injury didn't, wasn't because of the offensive line, but you know, you don't, you don't want a similar, you don't want him to get hurt again. So you got to protect him at all costs. And I just think that Slater's a good all-around player. He had a decent college career. Um, and he's just the second-best offensive lineman on the board. So I think that's a smart decision. I like Farley a lot. He is another opt-out. I think he was the first big-name player to opt-out. Um, I think it was pretty big news when he did it because he was, you know, again, he's, he's still a projected top-10 prospect, and he was <laughs> going into the year. Um, so I, I like him a lot as well. He's similar size to uh, Sertan, 6'2". Again, they're on the same weight. Um, Farley was first team all ACC in 2019. Uh, so, again, I, I think that he would have been a fine pick as well. And I'm sure when we do this again in a month, he will be, he'll certainly be picked by then. So we'll see. So the Cowboys games are going to continue to be shootouts is what you're saying? Yeah, I know their defense needs some help, and I was also looking that looking that up as well. Uh, I didn't find any defensive passing stats quickly, but they, in terms of fantasy points, they gave up the fourth most fantasy points to receivers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to uh, do much more than scratch the surface <laughs> on their defense and just look at the basic stats because it's pretty atrocious. Um, yeah, I, I, did they lead the league in um, points allowed? I'll find that out. I mean, it was probably them or the Seahawks. For my fantasy team's sake, I hope they don't fix the defense. Just Dak to Dak to Amari all day long. I just got Dak in my Superflex league. I think I told you guys about that trade. I gave up uh, 101, which is Trevor Lawrence, for Dak and Michael Pittman. Who just got a new quarterback? I'd do that. Yeah, I, th I think we both told you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, Lawrence is great, but like, you know, getting Dak plus for that is you. I think you got to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, to your to your point, um, I do think that's a good pick. I think that, like you said, the the Cowboys have been known for their O line for the past few years, um, and that's that's really like what their whole identity is. Uh, and their O line is starting to age. You guys are starting to hit 30, 31. Um, so I think bringing in a young guy to help shore that up a little bit will go a long way and then keep their you know, identity intact. All right. Um, they drafted Connor Williams a couple of years ago, and I just think it'd be good. I, I really think it's good for any team. To, I know it doesn't excite fan bases when they do it, but it's just very smart to do it. And Yeah. Um, you know, you got to just keep reinvesting in it. Um, I looked it up. Cowboys were fifth most in points allowed. They allowed 20, 29.6 points per game, which was fifth most in the league. Only teams that were worse were the Vikings, Raiders, Jags, and Lions. Really? Where, uh, where are the Seahawks on that list? They, I'm uh, a little surprised by the Raiders there. I mean, I know they don't have a great defense, but they were in the middle. I guess they are in a a division that's really high scoring, so that could have played a part in it. So the Seahawks only let up twenty three point two points per game. I, I, dude, their their defense really picked it up in the second half of the season. I know they were on pace to have like allow the most yards in NFL history, and people were saying they're one of the worst defenses ever. And the whole time, I knew they were bad, obviously, but I thought that was a ridiculous thing to say that they're the, one of the the worst in history. Right, so, um, they, so they really picked it up in the back half of the season. And I think part of that was when their offense started to slow down. Uh, so that makes sense. It's not as high scoring on either end. But I do think they definitely played better. So here's the points they let up at the second half of the season per game. 16, no, sorry. 23, 21, 17, 17, 3, 15, 9, 23. Mm-hmm. So that really brought down their average. And as opposed to the beginning of the year when they – you know, they 25, 30, 31, 23, 26, 37, 27, 44, like huge numbers. So they really, you know, they did play better. But they did play some pretty, pretty terrible offenses. I mean, look at who they played. They play Eagles, Giants, Jets, football team, Rams, and 49ers. So not, not the, not the uh, hardest of schedules there. All right. Uh, and who did they trade for? Midway through the season, they traded for someone on, on defense. Well, Adams was the beginning of the year, right? Right. It wasn't Adams. I don't. I. Yeah, I think you're mistaken. I don't really? remember. Uh, maybe I am. Carlos Dunlap. That's not, that sounds familiar. Bengals trade Carlos Dunlap to Seattle Seahawks on October 28th. There you go. That's right in the middle of the season. Yep. He was the answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So I guess we'll close out the show here. Um, thank you for everyone for listening. And um, let me recap the picks. Okay. Do it one more time real quickly. First, Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Second, Jets. Pinay Sewell, third, 
Dolphins, Zach Wilson. Fourth, Falcons, Justin Fields. Fifth, Bengals, Micah Parsons. Sixth, Eagles, Jamar Chase. Seventh, Lions, Gregory Rousseau. Uh, eighth, Panthers, Trey Lance. Nine, Broncos, Patrick Sertan. And 10, Cowboys, Rashawn Slater. There we go. I think that's uh, people are not expecting Kyle Pitts to fall this far outside of the top 10. So it's funny. I was going to bring that up. He, I mean, he could go as early as I guess five potentially. Um, but if you look at the teams, you know, in the six through 10 range, they, they don't really need a tight end or they don't need a, a pass catcher necessarily. Right. So or they need like a quarterback desperately like the Panthers. Um, So he could definitely end up falling and it's not anything about his, his skill or talent. It's just about positional need. Yeah. He has a, he's a top 10 talent, but yeah, as you said, a lot of these teams have good young tight ends or there's just glaringly a lot of, there's there's a glaring need that outside 10 tight end is like not a position you should really prioritize. Yeah. And historically, round one tight ends have not been very successful. I think yeah. TJ Hawkinson is an outlier. Um, but yeah, in, in the past few years, tight, tight ends that have been drafted in the first round have really not performed very well. You have yeah, Evan, Evan Ingram, uh, OJ Howard, Njoku. Ebron. I mean, Ebron was good for a little bit, but I mean, uh, Ebron had that long. <laughs> right, yeah. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, but I do think that um, Kyle Pitts is a better prospect than all of them. Yeah, all of them. is that fair? All of them. All of them. Yeah. OJ Howard maybe was up there. I'm gonna say Hawkinson, but yeah, awesome. Kyle Pitts probably hasn't beat. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for recapping the picks, Jack. Thank you to Ryan for coming on the show today. I go get a new tux. Yeah, thank you to Mr. T's right. Tuxedos. Uh, Penn State alums Ryan Jeffrey and Micah Parsons will be uh, potentially oh, good yeah. on draft night. Maybe you'll see him there. <laughs> Can't wait. Right. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. And uh, we will catch you next time. Yep. See ya.